Yeah. Well, that was good. Morgan and I were in sync there. So it's a new year. Yay! Yeah. Are we happy about that? I don't know. Same God. Same God that was on the throne last year is on the throne this year. Glory. And he deserves to be praised, so we're going to praise him this morning. To start off our new year praising God. We're going to say, Blessed be your name. So if you want to sing with us, rise if you want to. Let's have some fun this morning.
Good seeing everybody this morning. Praise the Lord for each one of you. It's great to be in God's house. So walk around, tell somebody Happy New Year, and what a bet, what better place would there be to start New Year than in God's house? Amen. Amen. Happy New Year. seats this morning just a, a few announcements today actually just a couple first of which as we've already said happy new year it's not very often we get to stay stand in church on the first day of the new year amen what better way to start off the new year than knowing that you're going to go to God's house now I would say that we all want to go to God's house but this way we had to go to God. well we didn't have to but but we did start off in God's house amen uh, the other thing is there's no service tonight being New Year's, again, we, we, don't, we don't have service on New Year's night. There are a lot of folks that's been traveling that's going to be coming home today for the Christmas, New Year's holidays. I want to make sure you keep all those in your prayers as well. Um, and and the, the whole prayer list, I was going to name off some specifics, but this, this right now, I just want to encourage you to be pray, pray over our prayer list. This New Year, purpose in your heart now early to start praying for those that are on our prayer list. If you haven't ever been praying over that list, Pick a name or two and, and start lifting them up, or maybe just pray over the whole list. But let's make this a season of prayer. This new year, uh, a year of prayer. Amen? Amen. I can't think of any other announcements right now. Uh, someone asked me when we were going to start a revelation class. I said after the first of the year, but I also said as soon as we finish the book of Joel. We haven't had Sunday night service the last two nights, Sundays. Excuse me, I apologize. So it'll probably be within the next few weeks, but I don't have a set date for you yet. Let's see what, how we're going in Joel, but we're coming up to it soon. I'll let you know ahead of time when it's time to start. Amen? Okay. I can think of no other announcements. Uh, one, well, actually, one other. Bob, Bob Braden. Yeah, let me mention both Bobs. Bob Braden is not here this morning. As you can see, he was here, but had to go home. Kelly is ill, and he asked if people could lift her up in prayer. And the other Bob's not here, and I haven't heard from him, except I do know after Dallas's game last week, he carried it out. He is as slick as I am right now. So, so maybe that's why he's not here. I don't know. No. Is he sick? Okay. Of no hair? 
He did. He called me right after the game. He said, all right, Pastor, within the next 15 minutes, I'll be bald. So he, he carried it out. He, and you heard Shaney in the background kind of laughing, going, Bob, don't ever make this bet again. <laughs> it was great. I know. That's where I saw it, too, on Facebook. Absolutely. Uh, well, he did shave it with a razor. I'm, I'm hoping they knew to use Did they really? Ouch. And if I'd known he was going to do that, I have all kinds of tricks I could have told him. I just didn't know he, I thought he was just going to buzz it. I didn't expect shaving cream and everything. But, uh, Brian, you want to come up and kick off our new year with a scripture reading? He tried to tell me, well, I've done it the last few Sundays, but this is a new year. This is his first time. <laughs> this year. <laughs> Amen. Father God, I just lift up my brother to you and just ask you to bless him right now and bless the reading of this word. And God, may he feel your presence as you use him as you do so many times. In Jesus' name, amen. Those shoes are comfortable, too. Okay, thank you so much. Um, I want to read today out of the book of Philippians, uh, chapter 2. And uh, this is a, kind of a good New Year's thing because we need to get things started off right and this is on serving and our attitude in serving uh, it's, it starts off if if then there is any encouragement in christ if anyone if any consolation of love if any fellowship with the spirit if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by thinking the same way this same way uh having the same love sharing the same feelings focusing on one goal do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility. Consider others as more important than yourselves. Paul really did that. This is Paul's writing, by the way. Uh, consider, consider everyone, consider others, uh, as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also the interests of others. And it goes on, actually, if you want to read more, uh, Actually, all of Philippians doesn't take very long to read. We we look at these things as books. They were letters. <laughs> it's reading a letter to that church, uh, and and it's not that long of a read and good stuff. So uh, that's the main thing. This year, this new year, serve others and serve serve God uh, and uh, uh, have fellowship. And consider others as more important than yourselves. And I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. We all do that here, praise God. But but it's good to know that what we're doing is right then, right? <laughs> uh, praise God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, thank you for uh for this year. Lord, I, I pray that we will that we will use it to glorify you, God. Thank you for letting us come to your house. Uh, I pray that you bless this praise team behind me, God, that you bless, bless Brother Frank as he's bringing your perfect word, God. Uh, I pray that you will uh, just guide all of them, guide us all in every conversation and all the fellowship that we do today, Lord. I praise you. I pray that you forgive us when we do fall short of your perfect will. And I pray all these things in the holy, precious, sweet, sweet name of Jesus, your Son, our living Savior. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Brian, if you didn't want to the choir, we could just stand back here. That's true. That's true. That's true. I didn't turn around. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's sing again this morning now that we've heard some truth. <coughs> we can lift his name up. We're going to sing How He Loves Us. A couple more. Let's worship. Thank you. 
afflictions eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are Yeah. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Time. There is a season. There is a time to turn. There is a, and I was going to stop it at the 2 minutes and 30 seconds, but that last verse, I like that last verse as well. And it, it grabs and encapsulates what I want, felt as though the Lord laid on my heart this morning. We're with one another, we've been wishing one another Happy New Year, and, and I have to say this last week as I was thinking about that, how should we spend our new year? So in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting in verse 1, let's, let's read what that song was based on. Some people may not realize that the birds based that song on the passage of Scripture here, but it says, there is an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven, a time to birth, give birth and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing. A time to search and a time to count as lost. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate, and a time for war and a time for peace. Amen. As that song points forth there, uh, and I would, you know, I want to take a second. Let me add to that. I, I, though it's not the focus of our, our sermon this morning, I'd like to add one more thought to this passage of Scripture. And no, I'm not adding to the Bible. I'm gleaning it from other passages of the Bible. But I would also say that there is a time to forgive as well. Amen. We need to make sure to include that. In Psalms 32.1, it said, Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, it reminds me of a story. There was this young boy, Christmas time. He's, he's visiting grandma and granddaddy. They're out on a farm, and he gets a slingshot for Christmas. And, and he goes out in the woods, and he's, he's practicing with his slingshot, and he's practicing, and he's practicing, and he's practicing. He could never hit a target. No matter what he did, he could not hit what he was aiming at. So he got a little discouraged with his head down. He's walking back to dinner there at Grandma's house. And as he's walking back, he sees Grandma's pet duck. Yeah, he sees that duck. He says, I can't hit anything anyway. And he just kind of pulls it back and lets go and hits that duck square in the head. Lays that duck out. Dead as a, dead as a nail. It's done. He's shocked. He's grieved. He's like, oh, my. So he runs over and he grabs the duck. And he, he runs and he hides it in the wood pile, thinking, okay, you know, we're good. And he looks up, and he sees his sister watching him. She saw the whole thing. Well, they go to eat, and after, after they eat, Grandma says, Sally, won't you come in here and help me wash the dishes? And she says, oh, no, that's okay, Grandma. Johnny said he wants to help in the kitchen. And she looked over and said, remember the duck. And he goes, and he does the dishes. Well, later in the day, Grandpa says, hey, I think I'm going to take the kids, and we're going to go fishing. And, and Grandma says, no, I need Sally to help me with dinner tonight. For, din- for tonight, and I said, oh, you know, Johnny just said he really wanted to start helping out in the kitchen, and she turned around and looked at him and said, remember the duck, and so Johnny went in there, and he helped make dinner while Sally and Grandpa, they went fishing. After several days of Johnny doing both his chores and his her chores, he finally couldn't stand it any longer, so he goes to Grandma, and he confesses everything. He says, Grandma, I killed your duck, the one you love so much, and Grandma knelt down and gave him a hug and said, sweetheart, I know. I was standing at the window. I saw the whole thing. But because I love you, I forgave you right then. I just wanted to see how long you were going to let Sally make a slave out of you. (laughs) Forgiveness. Out of love. She loved him enough. She forgave him right then. But oftentimes, if we don't know that that forgiveness has been given to us, we'll live as slaves to the world. Amen? So I, I would say forgiveness is a beautiful thing. And I praise God every day that I can think that I have been forgiven for the the shortnesses in my life. Amen? And I can start this new year off with that understanding of that I have been forgiven. I love the song. I love the passage of Scripture. And I just always like to add that last little bit. There is a season to forgive as well. And we need to be listening for that and to be forgiven also. We are to forgive others as we have been forgiven. If on a daily basis I remember that I have been forgiven by the Lord for my shortcomings to the point that I have put aside, my sin has no longer any hold on me, and I've been forgiven enough to spend eternity with my Father, if I remember how much forgiveness has been given unto me, 
It makes it a whole lot easier to give forgiveness onto others. Amen? But the passage of Scripture this morning, or the sermon, however, uh, that the Lord laid in my heart is about time. How are we going to spend this new year? Where, where has time gone, if you will? How did we spend it, and what have we done with it? You see, there, there, there is a time for everything. Just like this song says, there truly is a time for everything. When I was younger, it didn't seem to bother me. I didn't seem to really notice it much. But now, I've noticed that I pretty much do everything, I consider everything in time. It's time to take my medicine. It's time to go to the doctor. It's time to do this, or it's time to do that. I've noticed as I get older, everything kind of revolves around time. Used to be I'd go to bed whenever I feel like it. Now I feel like it. I know what time it is. Very early, actually, usually. I did not stay up for the fireworks. Did not intend to stay up for the fireworks. Now the fireworks woke me up, but I did not intend to stay up. This past week, I was blessed to have all my kids over and the grandbabies over. Well, the boys were in the living room watching TV. And it, my house, the TV doesn't usually come on that much, especially if there's people there. We're just not big TV watchers, or didn't used to be. Now that I don't have kids running all over the place, I'm finding myself doing it more. But, but they were watching TV, and I thought that was strange. And I went there, and they were watching a show called Shark Tank. Now, i never seen this before, but this is something that my boys like to watch. And they explained it to me. This is a program about millionaires and billionaires that, that, that come together to deal with ordinary people, ordinary folks who have invented something. And these, these millionaires and billionaires are the sharks. And they, if they like the product, they invest in it. And many times the sharks will invest in whatever the product is to, to make this ordinary guy rich. Now, of course, make the sharks, the investors, millions of dollars as well. You know how that goes. Well, on this show... Uh, is, is Mark Cuban. I think a lot of people probably heard of him. Uh, well, I won't talk about him, but Mark Cuban is on the show. And he's on the show, and he is uh, one of the richest, or he's, they said that the voice told me he's the richest man on the panel. He is valued at over $3 billion in America. That, that's a lot of money. And you have to wonder what made him so rich. But anyway, he, he, he's one of the richest men in America. Well, the voice said that he hardly ever invests in any of the products that comes on the show. And, and he'll, the people will come on, and, and he'll, tell, he'll look at them, and these inventors, they need to build up this company so that it's already making money for him to invest in it. In fact, they said his common line is, that would take a long time to get that company to a stage of being very profitable. Therefore, I'm out. That's what they say when they're, they're not going to invest. He, say, he says, I'm out. Oh, and as I was watching, I said, he, he just says, I'm out right off the bat all the time. And they said, that's right, because to him... Time. Time is worth more to him than money. He doesn't care if it's a good product. He doesn't even care, really, if, if it's something. And he'll say that, they said sometimes. In fact, I heard him that one day. He said, I like your product. It's good, but you haven't built it big enough for me yet. It'll take too much time on one investment. You see, he understands the value of time. Now, I'm not going to, I could probably preach sermons on Mark Cuban. But at that aspect, he understands time is a precious thing. Time is precious to each one of us. But as I thought about the God, time, when I was thinking of the new year, I was thinking about what the boys had said there, I thought about God's creation of time over the past few days and, and after watching that show, and I got to thinking, again, time is really remarkable. Now, you may be saying, Frank, that's kind of weird because time has been in our life all, always. Yes, I understand that. But when you really stop to think about it, and this is the way I want us to go into this New York new year. Time has been a part of our fleshly life. It, it absolutely has. And it will be until uh, we pass from this body into our spiritual body that God has created for us. As long as we're on this side of glory, as long as we're on this earth, time is something we have to deal with. Time is something that we have to utilize. But let me say this. I'm not so sure that God has an eternal calendar. There is no need for, for watches in heaven. You hear what I'm saying here, folks? God does not abide by our time schedule. Yes, we have time. As long as we're in the confines of this worldly body, we do things by time. But God does not. God's creation of time was amazing here on earth. It is amazing that you and I, we can, we can plan an appointment five years from now to be done at 8 o'clock in the morning. We have this concept, this finite concept 
of what time is. But God is infinite. Therefore, he is beyond that time. It is something that can be utilized by us, but it, he is not constrained by it. Now, sometimes, and I point that out because time is on this side of glory. Time is something that you and I utilize. And guess what? Sometimes, even if I make that appointment five years from now to be someplace at 8 o'clock in the morning, more than likely there's a chance I'm either going to be late or I'm going to be early. None of us ever really gets anywhere on the exact second of our timing. In other words, time is not perfect on this side of glory. And we are not perfect. And because we try to handle time, it gets messed up because we are messed up. Am I making sense here? We, we try to do a lot for our time. We try to utilize our time. We try to make time what we want it to be. And what I'm trying to say this morning is that we are, t- we are messed up. Therefore, when we take a hold of it, we are going to mess it up. But God's time is perfect. The Bible says in Psalms 93.2, Thy throne is established of old. Thou art everlasting to everlasting. You know what that tells me? There is no time constraints on God. God does not have to deal with time. Time is not anything that really comes into the mind of God. It was created for you and I on this side of glory. God is from everlasting to everlasting. He is not constrained by time as you and I know it. Everything that, that, that God does is in His time. And yes, it corresponds with our time, but I, I, if you try to figure that out, it's not going to work. His time and trying to correspond it with our time, you're not going to be able to write out or relate a calendar to that because His time is perfect. Ours is not. The bottom line is this, folks. This coming new year. Rather than arguing with God on the timing of things in our lives, rather than sitting down and whining about things happening when they do in our life this year, this coming year, we should stop and purpose in our hearts to use our time wisely. How do we use our time wisely? By not focusing on what we want to do or what we want others to do with our time, but to sit and say, God, where are you? This new year, we should purpose in our hearts, guys, to, to allow the, the Lord to work, is to quit whining about having, not having time to do what we wanted to do and do what it is that God wants us to do. We should purpose in our lives that when God places that individual in front of us and, and, and he's given us the capability to minister to that, that individual, we should not be thinking about, well, it's supper time or the football game is on, or I need to go here, or I need to do that. But this is important to me. What should be important if you really want to have that blessed that, that life, that blessed year, is to realize it's not about my timing, it's about God's timing. And sometimes God's timing interferes with what we want to do. Sometimes God's timing interferes with what we want our spouse to do, what we want our kids to do, what we want our neighbors to do, what we want the church to do, our boss to do. Whatever it is, we like to think we have a grasp on time. But the, gra- the time that we have a grasp on is imperfect. It's God's time that we should purpose our hearts to follow through with. And his timing is always true. His timing is always perfect. And I, I, I'm, I'm preaching not just to you, but to myself as well. Why in the world, if I know that, if I know God's time is perfect, why do I spend so much time arguing and whining rather than just doing what God's called me to do? if I know that he has time in his hand, if I know that timing is always perfect in God's hand. Now, I understand. It's hard to get our minds around. But God's timing is always perfect whether we understand it or not. He puts us in situations with people for a reason, even if it's not convenient. And it's not our place to argue with him. We should stop and just do whatever it is God has called us to do. You see, God stepped out of eternity at the exact right moment in our time. Now, it's the exact right moment in his time, but we can kind of put a date on it for us. He came to earth as baby Jesus at the exact right moment in time. He he, he came knowing and purposed in his life to restore a relationship with mankind. And he did it at his time. His time was absolutely perfect. 
His purpose for being born upon this earth in the flesh was to be the final sacrifice for your sins and mine. And he knew when it needed to happen. He knew when it should transpire. And he did it in accordance to his time schedule, not ours. We can look back at the scripture and say, well, why didn't he come then? Or why didn't he come there? Why didn't he stop this? Or why didn't he stop that? My time has nothing to do with it. God's time is right. In Galatians 4, 4, it says, but when the fullness of time, Galatians 4, 4, go back and read that. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a virgin under the law. What is the fullness of time? I don't know. No one knows the answer to that except God. There are people who try to give an answer, but any answer given to you by a human is a guess. I don't know what the fullness of time is. You know why? Because I could never understand it. God knows everlasting to everlasting. He created time. It's not about when I think he should have came. It's not about when I think he should come again. It's not about what I think he should do today. It's not about what I think he should do tomorrow. It's about me accepting the fact that in the fullness of time, he will bring to pass what needs to pass. Whether I like it or not does not matter. He will do it when it needs to be done. So Frank, quit whining, crying, arguing, and just listen to the Lord. Day by day by day by day. Or actually, by minute by minute by minute by minute. It's not for me to argue with God. The more time I spend arguing with God is the less time I could have been furthering the kingdom of God. Now, sometimes it may seem inconvenient. And you know what I have to stop and remind myself? Arguing with God is really inconvenient. Because I know I'm going to lose One way or the other, now or it may be later, no one argues with God and wins. It's just not going to happen. So why waste my time? If I could purpose in my life this coming year to never argue with God, how incredible my life would be. I still fall into that trap. Well, you got to do this and you got to do that. Or who's this guy or who's that woman asking of your time? And I'll sit there and, I'll, uh, and sometimes I'll argue. Now I'm getting better. Now I just say, yes, sir. But sometimes I still argue. I thought the best New Year's resolution we could have this year is the purpose not to argue or whine about God's timing and just do it. The important thing to all this is that God has given us so graciously a time to repent. A, a, a time to believe on him. A time to be able to, to accept him as our Lord and as our Savior. That's the times that are really important. Those are the times that he's given us. And he says that he has given us that time as long as there's breath in our body. You see, when you think about time, the clock of grace is still ticking. As long as there's breath in our bodies, As long as there's breath in this living flesh, I can choose to follow him. But there is judgment to those who once they stop breathing, if they've never chosen life, Hebrews 9.27 says it's appointed on man once to die and then to face the judgment. Folks, the message this morning is really simple. How are you going to choose to spend your time this coming year? Are you going to choose to spend it the way the world would have you to spend it? Are you going to choose to spend it the way you want to spend it? No, that's not a good phrase, because I would hope that you would want to spend it the way that God would want you to spend it. Are you going to choose to argue and whine about what God would have you to do? Or are you going to choose to just listen and do when he says listen and do? Now that sounds simple, standing here from the pulpit, here on a Sunday morning. Oh sure, I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do. But what about when the times are rough? What about when, when it, you, you have work calling, your family's calling, you got a sick little one, you have this, that, and the other, and God says, I need you to minister to this person. God, that's bad timing. I can't do it right now. Is that what we're going to do? Or are we going to stop and say, yes, sir? Because here's the great thing. I've learned from experience, testimony here. When I, say, when I stop and just say, yes, sir, you know what happens? The sick little one gets better. The job understands And the family is stronger. But when I don't do what God tells me to do, now I'm trying to juggle an upset 
supervisor, a sick kid, and the family's getting angry. Folks, I'm trying to point forth this idea this morning. We need to quit arguing with God. Quit whining about what he would have us to do. And spend the time that he's given us this coming year what he's telling us, doing what he's told us to do. There is a season, there is a time for everything under heaven. But it's God who figures it out, not you and me. It's God who lays it out, not you and me. Wouldn't you rather start this new year knowing that you know that the one who created time, one who created everything, has your full and undivided attention, and he knows it. The one who said, you don't have to worry if you put your faith in me. He said this world's a hard place, but be of good cheer, for I have conquered the world. Wouldn't it be better to this purpose in our hearts today to say, you know, God has it right. I don't understand it, can't fully comprehend it, but I choose this day to follow the Lord. And if you're already his this morning, now well, let me back up. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you can't hear that voice. You can't hear that calling because he's still trying to get in. But he said, whomsoever believe in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You want to spend your time wisely this year? Then start it out in the hands of the Lord. But if you are already his this morning, wouldn't it be nice to, to not have to worry about time? Just speak in and work in whatever it is that God has called you to do every day. Day by day, just being able to say, Lord, what would you have me to do today? And sometimes I'm going to tell you that the little list of things you wrote out you thought you were going to do today gets wadded up and thrown to the side. Why? Because his timing is perfect. Ours is flawed. Let's quit trying to, to, to work our own time and let's give it over to the Lord. Ted's not here today, but I love that Ted... Almost, in fact, I, I, I can't think of any day I've been with him that he didn't say it at least once. But his favorite saying is, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's how we should live this next year. One day at a time. I'm not saying bury your head in the sand and not plan for the future, but understand that God's plans trumps ours. If we will purpose in our hearts today, I'm not going to argue, I'm not going to whine, God, when you speak, I will listen. We will have a happy new year. Amen? If you're here this morning you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, I can't guarantee you'll have a happy new year. Because he who can make it happy, you haven't allowed in. I would ask you to make that decision today. While there's still life in your body, choose life. Choose eternity. Before it's too late. If you're here this morning and you do know the Lord, let's quit arguing. Let's quit bringing everybody else around us down with our arguing with God. And let's just say, Lord, whatever you'd have me to do, I choose to do. On your terms. At your time. And you're going to think sometimes, well, this was really inconvenient. It may seem inconvenient for the moment. But let me tell you in the long run, my God knows what's perfect. Trust him. Put your faith in him and watch what will happen. Let's all stand this morning. I want to lead us in a word of prayer. If God's speaking to you today, do what he's called you to do. Do it when he tells you to. Don't say, well, you know, I'll accept him next week. I got some partying I want to do tonight before the new year kicks in. Well, I got some stuff I, I know that I need to clean up, and I'm just going to wait to accept him. That's not what God says. When God knocks, open the door. When God calls, answer the phone. <coughs> Sorry. When God moves, move with him. And you know, sometimes God moves through your spouses, through your children, through your little children, through brothers and sisters in the church. Listen for the Lord daily and go where he has you to go. No one just pops into your life and God says, oh, I didn't mean for that to happen. God knew what happened. When that phone rings and you look at it, it's like, uh, God knew it was going to ring. Be careful. Be careful. 
follow Christ. As we sing, Father God, as we pray, Father God, as we come before you this morning, as, though it's a short sermon, it has power. For it is your time, not mine. And may I not ever choose to use your time the way I choose, but may I choose to use it the way you would have me to. God, help each one of us in this place choose life over death. And God, if there is someone here today that has not bowed a knee, may they, may they choose today to turn to you. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. As we sing, if God's speaking to you, will you come out? Will you step out? Will you listen? Maybe he's telling you to cross the aisle. Maybe he's telling you to, to miss the football game today and go somewhere and talk to somebody. They're putting it in the second and third string anyway. You don't have to watch that game. Will you do what God's called you to do? Will you listen to what God's telling you to do? Maybe he's telling you to go visit somebody you haven't seen in a long time. Maybe he's telling you to pick up a phone and call someone. I don't know what it is. But let's purpose in our hearts to start this new year doing what he tells us to do when he tells us to do it rather than a week later after we've argued. Man, it'll change our lives. It's your decision this morning as we sing. That old rugged cross throughout this year and the next and the next until he returns or he calls you home. And one day we can, we can put our hands upon that crown that he has stored up for us in glory. Amen? I'd much rather hear, well done, now good and faithful servant. Here's the crown rather than, man, you argued every single day. And I'm afraid I may hear a lot of, in fact, I kind of picture him kind of sitting there like this when I walk up. Or maybe that's just me. The kids all joked that when they were in trouble, this is what I did. Whatever it is, guys, trust the Lord this week, next week, this year, and for the rest of your life. God's timing is far better than ours. Amen? Good to see everybody this morning. No services this evening. We'll pick up with the regular schedule next week. And everything will go, no, I don't want everything to go back to as it was. Everything will be, be whatever it needs to be, but the schedule, as far as I know, will go back to as it was. Amen? Praise the Lord for each one of you, and, and keep looking up in all that you say, all that you do. Brother Stormy, will you close us in prayer this morning? Thank you for the time in your house, Father. Thank you for the great praise and worship. And thank you for a new year. Thank you Help us, Father, to leave here going forth, not only having been in church, but let us go forth as the church. Amen. And spread Jesus Christ throughout the new year of forgiveness. In his name I pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you.